one of the aspects that hurt the Chicago Bulls the most last season was their three-point shooting, both in the number of attempts and number of three-point three-pointers made per game. Today we're going to talk about and ask just how good of a three-point shooting team will the Chicago Bulls be next season with the additions made to the roster, and we're going to talk about the conversation around who's going to start, Torrey Craig or Patrick Williams. We're going to get into all that, plus Bulls Fest, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes. You guys, more importantly, can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. We're talking three-point shooting. Now, I've touched on this quite a bit in the show and just generally like, hey, you know, we improved in the margins. How much three-point shooting is going to help hurt the Bulls? And so I'm going to kind of bring that all together by bringing the stats kind of all in one place and just showing how much is going to help the Chicago Bulls next season. We've talked about the Bulls lost 17 games last season by one score or less, right, when you look at it. And then about seven of those games, uh, the Bulls actually made more field goal uh, attempts than the other team, but they made less three-pointers, and that's what made the difference in that game, uh, in those games. And so when you look at the Bulls, those seven games, let's say they even win half of them, right? Let's say, you know, they win three of them, right? That puts the Bulls at a 43-win team and almost puts them at missing the plane. Not quite, right? But then you look at the other 17 games that we're saying in that could help the Bulls definitely avoid that playing scenario. The Bulls last year were dead last in, uh, in the NBA, averaging 28.9 three-pointers per game, making 10.4 of those and dead last uh, in that also. And they were and they made uh, at 36%. That's good enough for 16th in the NBA. So, you know, in that bottom half of the league, but, you know, again, barely, barely, right? And so when you look at the number of three-point attempts made per players on this team, Zach Levine, for example, he took 7.1 three-point attempts per game, hitting that at a 38.4% clip. He was actually 38.9% after the All-Star break. And I'm going to give the All-Star break, the post-All-Star break numbers for every player that we talk about here, just because... You know, the Bulls, after the acquisition of Pat Bev, you know, improved their offense and the flow of the game a little bit. And because we're going to have a player like Javon Carter uh, to start the season, right, if he ends up winning that starting point guard position, hopefully the Bulls can be a little bit more close to their post all-star break three-point shooting uh, than, than, than prior, right? So, you know, we'll see. And that's why I'm giving both numbers. So Zach Levine, 7.1 uh, three-point attempts per game, 38% from the field, 39% post all-star break. Patrick Williams, who led the Bulls with three-point shooting, he took 3.4 attempts per game uh, and hit that at a 41% for the season. Now, post-All-Star break, he actually shot it at a 46.5% post-All-Star break, dropping to 3.1 attempts. So a little bit less attempts, better, way better efficiency uh, uh, post-All-Star break than before, but he was solid all throughout the season. Kobe White as well, 4.6 three-point attempts per game, hitting that at a 37% clip. He was 41% post-All-Star break, with the attempts staying basically the same. Nikola Vucevic was next up. He, he took 4.2 three-point attempts per game last season, hitting that at a 39, 34.9% clip. He actually dropped both in number of attempts, dro- dropped to 3.1 attempts per game post-All-Star break, and hit that at a way worse 31.9% clip post-All-Star break. So he's the only one that did not imp- improve post-All-Star break. Then you look at the shooting that we added, right? We added Javon Carter. He took last season 4.2 three-point attempts per game, hitting that at a 42% clip for his career, though. We're not going to do post-All-Star breaks for the acquisitions. We're going to look at what they did with their career. 
for his career, 39.7% uh, uh, um, on three attempts per game for his career. So that's still a nice amount of attempts and 39%. That's great three-point shooting percentage. Torrey Craig's a little bit of a different story. Last season, 30, uh, 3.2 attempts per game, hitting that at a 39% clip. He averages 2.6 attempts at a 34.7% at a clip for his career. So he's never been a bad three-point shooter. He actually only has one season prior to last season shooting above 36%. But again, we're looking at that career numbers. That's 34, 34% uh, three-point shooter for his career, which is Pretty good. It, it's 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 solid, right? Not great, not amazing, not the 39% for sure, but it's a damn solid clip uh, that he hits that three-point shooting percent at. So when you add in Torrey Craig and Javon Carter's attempts per game, right, last season to the to the last season Bulls, the Bulls moved from being dead last into the NBA to being top 10 in three-point attempts made per game, and they move into being in the top 12 in percentage per game. That's how much the Bulls have potentially improved in the margins with their three-point shooting, one of the biggest holes in their game offensively. And I like that the, and the additions make even more sense when you think about Javon Carter and Torrey Craig are basically career role player guys, right? So they understand how to get theirs without needing to be a huge part of the offense. And that is what makes it the kind of brings it all home and why they're it was solid acquisitions for the Chicago Bulls now you could say especially with Torrey Craig being older maybe he takes a bit of a step back the uh Vooch three-point shooting attempts dropping dropping post all-star break after acquisition of a point guard like Pat Bev is a little bit concerning as well right and I'm not saying everything's going to happen one for one I'm not going to say that just because they theoretically on paper would have been top 10 in three-point attempts per game last season that they're all of a sudden going to be that this upcoming season not saying that, but I am saying that they have added considerable, right? They have basically, to their game, added seven and a half three-point attempts per game to a team that was dead last. That would Just that seven, just that seven would have now moved them into more of the top 10 in the NBA in three-point attempts per game, right? That's, that's how drastically, when, you, when AK and Eversley, you know I call them out a lot about the things that they say that don't naturally actually match up with what we see from them. But th their words actually matched this time, right? They said that they wanted to change that shot profile. They did it in a pretty considerable way. And if we get the uh, more so the post-All-Star break Kobe than pre-All-Star break Kobe for a whole season, Zach Levine fully healthy. If we get more of a post-All-Star break Zach Levine than pre-All-Star break for the majority of next season as well, the Bulls have theoretically fixed one of the aspects of their game that they, that they were behind in the NBA the most, and that is three-point shooting. We were not a modern three-point shooting team at all. Our shot profile has considerably changed on paper. We need to see how it's going to factor in. And one thing, you guys know, I'm, I, I'm not a Billy Donovan guy. I don't, I don't like Billy Donovan as the coach here, but one thing that I do have to give him and admit is that his offense has generated open three-point uh, three-point attempts for players. We just have not had the players that have hit those at a decent clip during his time here yet, right? So hopefully that is going to help change it, right? And when you talk about the added, added spacing, adding seven three-point attempts per game to your team, right, it adds so much more spacing for DeMar to go to work, even for Zach Levine to take more players off the dribble, hopefully for Vooch to operate in the post a little bit more. Everybody going to their more natural spots is going to be something that I think helps overall, right? And so, you know, that that's... Just something that I wanted to talk about because I know we've talked a lot about them. I have talked a lot about the Bulls improving in the margins. Some people have asked, like, what do you mean by that? What is in the margins, right? I've talked a lot about the three-point shooting of Torrey Craig 
and Javon Carter and how it's going to help. But I think kind of having those raw numbers may help people kind of understand why we say things like we do as, as far as like this Bulls team, the way that they play offense could considerably change next season just by those acquisitions. And that is why, you know, when people and fans naturally, we, you want to see the big names and you talk about like, well, the Bulls didn't make a, a, a lot of big acquisitions. They didn't make any big acquisitions, right? But when you talk about adding role players and, and players that play their role extremely well and understand how to play with ball-dominant players, that is why the Bulls' offseason may end up paying off, paying off a little bit more than what some fans are giving it credit for. Because, listen, seven three-point attempts per game is nothing It's nothing to shy from, right? There's nothing at all to just look at and just say, hey, that's, that's not much. No, that is pretty considerable. Like I said, when you're talking about adding a number of three-point shots, that, that would take a team from being dead last, 30th in the NBA, to the top 10 in the NBA. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BA. That's moving up over like over 20 spots. That is considerable. That is a considerable change to how you play the game of basketball. Now, we do need to see if it's going to play out that way on paper. Does anybody take a step back? Does Vooch take a step back, right? Is Zach Levine even, even healthy? Does he not give us kind of that post-All-Star break Zach that we want to see? Even though, you know, by the numbers that I gave, we would still improve even with what he gave us pre-All-Star break, but still. And Patrick Williams, right? Patrick Williams taking 3.4 three-point attempts per game. Does that go up more, right? Does he not be as passive? How does he help round out his game? Does he keep it at that 41% clip, right? So those are things to really look at. And I hope the Bulls that added three-point shooting pays off in ways that, you know, maybe we don't even see yet on paper. But let me know what you guys think. Now that I've kind of kind of put it all out there compared to the NBA as well, and generally, right? I didn't go team by team or anything like that. I want to give myself too much credit. But, like, now that you hear that the Bulls, that last in the NBA in three-point attempts. Theoretically now could move into the top 10, even if they move into the top half of the league from being dead last. That is still a considerable change for this Bulls team that needed some change. So let me know what you guys think on that. Now, we're going to move on from that topic. One of the things that are going around, and I think it was tweeted out by Bulls lead. If that wasn't the page that tweeted it out, I apologize. I want to give everybody their shine. But talked about which lineup is going to be best for the Bulls, right? And a lot of Bulls fans can keep going to this thing of, you know, Kobe White needs to start. And I understand that. I've, I've talked about that. And, you, and we have the the whole rumor that popped up late last week on, oh, well, did you hear? Uh, the Bulls are going to actually be starting Torrey Craig, which was never said if you actually read the actual articles. But, um, you know, the, the, the perfect starting lineup for the Chicago Bulls. And here's why, why I've said, like, I, I hope that Patrick Williams comes into training camp and shows – Hey, no, this starting four position, that's mine. The old man and Torrey Craig is going to play a big role, but he's not getting my starting position, right? We've heard Patrick Williams' mentality may change, have changed some. The Bulls seem very confident in it as well. And so hopefully that is something that holds true, right? 
But when you look at the starting lineups for the Chicago Bulls and what, like I said, with Javon Carter, and I was over on uh, Ball on Bulls uh, with Big Dave. I, I think that episode should be out by the time this episode is. Maybe not, but I'll make sure I post it in the community tab on YouTube so everybody can you know go and check it out. Uh, I love rapping with Big Dave, but the Bulls finding that perfect matchup for starting lineup, right? And that's not to say that Kobe could come in, and we've seen Kobe make huge steps from uh, offseason to offseason, right? And if Kobe does come in, and he shows an added ability to be able to be that starting point guard and play with ball-dominant players in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, who they get most of the attempts there. Let me be clear. When I say that Javon Carter is going, I would like to see Javon Carter start, it's only because Javon Carter is the ultimate role player. What he brings defensively, I think he matches with that, with that starting core a little bit more. And I want Kobe to be able to come off the bench and be that change of pace guard to have almost everything go through him, to be able to get as much as many shot attempts as, as possible. But if Kobe has done work this offseason and the show now, hey, I'm coming in, I'm going to be able to Billy, I can run the offense, I can also stretch the floor and shoot, even though I have Kobe more as a as a scorer than a shooter, which is Devon Carter is just a shooter. Um, but, you know, we'll see what, what Kobe can do with that. I still have faith in Kobe having a huge role on this team. And so, ultimately, I still do think nothing has really changed my mindset this offseason as far as the starting five being Javon Carter, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic, right? But I do understand that the, the, the one and the four spot, it's a competition for that. And coming into that competition this offseason, Io's still going to try to make his presence feel. I don't know how well he's going to do at it. Alex Russo's going to throw his hat in the ring, Javon Carter, Kobe White. And one thing that, that Billy Donovan did last season as well it was an open competition Io won it outright I know people kind of forget Io Desumu outplayed every other point guard on the roster in preseason last year now he also under underperformed to all of those guys once the regular season started right and so he he deserved to win it and he deserved to lose that starting position but it was an open competition and so hopefully coming in in training camp the Bulls hopefully actually building an identity in training camp now as well that starting five just kind of rounds out. And whatever it ends up being, like right? the one that I look at, between Javon Carter, Kobe White, whoever wins it, wins it, right? But the one that I hope for big time is that Patrick Williams comes in with a level of play and a mentality that he shows that he's grabbing that starting power forward position for the Chicago Bulls. And if he didn't, if he doesn't, there's reasons, like all the concerns around Patrick Williams become even more valid. And notice I said more valid because all your concerns around Patrick Williams are valid enough as, as well, right? I might not share all of them, but everybody's concerns around Patrick Williams are fairly valid. But if they, if he comes in and you let a player that is like, yes, a role player, a really good role player over the course of his career in Torrey Craig, but if you come in here and let him start snatch what is supposed to be your starting power forward position and your ability to defend and hit the three-point shot, then all that mentality talk around Patrick Williams and improved mentality talk, it becomes even more concerning, right? Torrey Craig bringing the defense. The thing about Torrey Craig being 32 years old is that, and Patrick Williams being, what, 22, 23 Patrick Williams is this season? Like, yes, Torrey Craig is 10 years older than Patrick Williams, but the fact of the matter still remains, right, is that Torrey Craig, you know what you're going to basically get, right? He's a role player that you know the consistent effort and output basically what you're going to get. And yeah, it's not as good as Patrick Williams. The raw numbers aren't, right? But the role that he could that he fills and the way that he plays within that role could be. And there could be something to say. I know a lot of Bulls fans share the mindset too. Well, allow Patrick Williams to come off the bench. He's going to get more opportunities. Listen, I tell you guys all the time, let me be 100% real with you. There's nothing that is going to open up the floor for Patrick Williams by being 
on on the bench or in the starting lineup if his mentality doesn't change and the way that he's coached doesn't change. He in starts or coming off the bench, guess what? He averaged the same exact shot attempts per game. There was nothing in what Patrick Williams did coming off the bench that actually the data shows he's going to have this larger role or be able to find himself better coming off the bench. Patrick Williams needs to unlock his mindset, regardless if he's starting or on the bench. But hopefully he comes into this season and plays and performs in a way that he wins and deserves to hold on to that starting position. But all right, let's get into the last thing for today. I want to talk about Bulls Fest. I was lucky enough to go to Bulls Fest, getting to kick it with Matt, Dave, um, uh, Jamal from Bulls Central. Also saw uh, Ross from Ross Pins there. Um, you know, Ramina, Melissa. Like, I got to see all of those guys um, down there. And, of course, Pat the Designer, Steve-O, C-Dub, Bobby, Kev. I got to see everybody. The whole squad was represented at Bulls Fest. And here's what I'm going to say. Bulls Fest has its things that it needs to improve on. But when you talk about just a time to just kick it and celebrate being a Bulls fan, watch some solid basketball. The three-point and the dunk contest at Bulls Fest was better than the NBA dunk dunk uh, contest by far, right? It's more exciting, more fun. I like that the Bulls put on that show. You get to meet players down there as well, get to interact. I love the fact that they incorporated creators into this year's event more than they did last year with Big Dave and Matt having a booth, uh, NBC, uh, Bulls talk with NBC Chicago having a booth like, these guys got to, you know, do the, do that type of thing. And I love that. The, keep in mind, I think people sometimes forget this was only the second annual Bulls Fest, right? And so it, they're still refining it and, and, and making it the best that it can be. But they had way better vendors out there, way better food than what they did last year. The art was great. Like, the art is one of the – they have these artists come out and design Bulls jersey and, jerseys and shoes. They don't sell them, but to just see that, that level of art on display – it's great. It's just a great time overall, and I hope you guys are able to go next year. I just wanted to give a little shout-out to that towards the end of the show because I love getting to see my fellow Bulls creatives. But that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.